Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Rise of Mastery and today I'm excited to have Janet Robin, uh, the co-founder of Rev Genius, uh, that previously led growth and business development by building partnerships within the creator community for Portion. He has over 10 years experience in fashion, media, e-commerce, marketplace development and logistics. He has experience working for and building venture-backed technology startups such as Granify, uh, Swipecast, and, and he had earlier co-founded Duix uh, Homes, an internationally recognized digital fashion public, publication that created a that featured a curated list of emerging fashion designers. Uh, welcome to the show, Jared. Thank you. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a fast talker. Um, uh, uh, Jared, uh, uh, you have an interesting uh, you know, story because you've been uh, into sales and, and marketing. Uh, you know, what led you to start Drive Genius? What was the story behind that? Awesome question. Um, so, I didn't have a job when I started Rev Genius. I've always been entrepreneurial minded. Ever since I was in high school, I made my first business plan, but for one reason or another, practicality set in and I took jobs, mostly in sales or maybe all in sales uh, through the years and had varying levels of success, climbed the ranks, et cetera. Now, I transitioned from Fortune 100 sales to technology sales largely to get equity in something finally, and to start pursuing my passions uh, of, of entrepreneurship. But I still wanted that safety net. So I, I worked for early stage startups the last seven or eight years, got a little bit of equity, had a little bit of a safety net, a base salary, things like that, and, but and started side hustles on the side. But right before COVID, I lost my job. Because of COVID, nobody had a chance to find a new job at least in the beginning, it was very hard. Now, now is a much different market, a much better market. But if you remember, like it was dire, like one in 10 tops found a job, maybe one in 20 or 50. So I said, well, let's, um, I was intrigued in the community space. I, I just kept showing up to all these webinars, realizing they were so fragmented, like there was like a million webinars that I wanted to go to from like a million different places. And, and I wanted to go to all, I had time because I wasn't working. Right. And, um, I also saw that in the community space, there was a massive opening for an inclusive community of sales and marketing professionals. And, you know, I, I did a quick survey, et cetera. And I'm like, you know what? I need to really differentiate myself to get a job. I need a job. I need to, to stay in my apartment, not move home with family, et cetera. And um, I'm like, okay, you, sending videos to people was getting big on LinkedIn. I was doing that. I'm like, let me start a community and show them that I'm really a go-getter, right? For, for a sales or sales leadership job. And I did uh, along with Galen Gramai and um it ended up growing really fast and, and it was hard to get a job because nobody believed me that I actually would work for somebody else. Like they're they, they all part of the community. And, um, and it was a tough time because we were too small to be making money or to be asking for money. And in, in hindsight, I probably could have asked for it sooner, but we decided not to. Uh, but we were growing too fast and required too much energy to like 
focus on making money. So I had a delicate balance for about seven to nine months there. But but yeah, starting Rev Genius saw a need in the space and a desire to fill it. I've always had the entrepreneurial itch, but also um, in dealing with people. You know, I, I ran a fashion magazine as a side project and, and always resonated with like the events we threw for the launches and connecting people there and, and did a couple two-sided marketplaces along the way. You mentioned portion and blockchain technology as well as Swipecast and really enjoyed uh, the part of the business model of connecting to humans. And yeah, we took like a commission in the middle there. So like entrepreneurship plus the human part of business uh, has always intrigued me. And then seeing in this space, such a, a blatant opening to create something or obvious opening. Um, let me do. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a very uh, interesting story because I think a lot, lot of people you know, did lose their jobs, especially in the, in the sales and marketing job roles, because I think last year, uh, also in India and you know, across the world, uh, I think uh, the sales and marketing uh, uh, budgets were slashed and you know a lot of guys I did lose their jobs and uh, you know coming back to the community you know how, how does Rev Genius benefit you know sales and marketing teams uh, what uh, products have you launched which which helps uh, the teams yeah so it's just the community how do we benefit sales marketing rev ops etc teams through knowledge and community-led learning having our community host events answer questions share um, formulas or, or, you know, share, share templates, et cetera, go to market plans, what have you really helps benefit. Like when you have a question like, oh man, I want to go into a new market or I want to learn how to cold call better, or um, I want a mentor to help man to help me get to a point where I can manage a team, you know, within my company or at a different company, uh, having a space and having people that are active to answer those questions often in real time is um, is everything. And and when you're early on, we're talking, let's say seed to series A, you really, really need to lean in, right? Because you don't have as many resources to, to pay for the trainer, to pay for um, a dozen tools to do this and that, and you need to get crafty and, and Rev Genius helps you with that, you know, because you have humans helping humans. Got it. And uh, you know, interestingly, uh, you know, since I'm, I'm also a member at, at Drive Genius, uh, in, in the last year or so, you know, you built a huge community. Of, I think there are around fifteen thousand members. Uh, you know, how did how did you reach to uh, such a great uh, community? Uh, you know, I've been running the podcast, and it's been difficult to to build a, such a such a large community. Any any hacks, growth hacks? Can you can you share with us uh, what led to such a such a big audience? Yeah. So. I'll keep it simple. Um, I did the work. And, and anybody who comes and wants to build the community on the side, do it at night, do it on weekends. I did the work. Doing the work means 10 to 12 hour days talking to people, uh, LinkedIn, cell phone, uh, Zoom, clearly, etc. Doing the work. If you put in the same amount of time you put into an early stage startup building a community and not focusing on the product or the recurring revenue, but like building the people and giving them what they need, I promise you'll have more success than if you don't. And 
even if you are building a product, think about this. The community part of your product could be customer success, right? Like talking uh, and, and learning and stuff like that. If you're not focusing on that retention stuff and helping your audience, your members, your customers level up with your product or in your ecosystem, you're not going to have as successful of a community, whatever that means to you and your product. And we're constantly getting better at that. But but that's that's the secret sauce. Like be tenacious in reaching out to people and, and be tenacious in uh, being there and empathizing for, for the people there and, and helping them. Got it. And, you know, uh, how, how do you monetize uh, your community? Is it uh, charging the users or, you know, uh, or through events? Humans, humans. We have no users. They're humans. And, and frankly, nobody has users. Everybody has humans that use it, right? I right. know we're so used to saying users, the VCs that are listening, come on. <laughs> um, and, and that's true. And I get it. And I think, you know, that, that slight change in articulation is massive. Um, because you're going to treat that person like a person, right? Not just like a, a number, but anyway, digressing. So how do we make money? Sponsorships today? Do we charge uh, the members or, or the humans or you know, the people? Um, not today. Uh, will we do that tomorrow? We're certainly open to that and discussing a step-up plan or something to that effect. But there always has to be no cost access to Revenue Genius because that's aligned with our mission to educate, empower, and inspire all revenue professionals. So having a no cost level of access, that's a good level of access, not just like, oh, you could read three articles and then it's gated, which we all have been to a publication that's like that or two. Um, then you give everybody a chance to have the same access and the same uh, benefit and then figure out how to go above and beyond for some. Correct. So it's mostly sponsorships, but uh, is it mostly through physical events, workshops? Uh, and, you know, are there the brand sponsors who, who sponsor you? And Yeah. Yeah. So it is, um, and that's a great question. You know, it, it hasn't been physical events yet, although we're, we're all talking about that and, and putting that into motion now, and we will be doing that um, in the near future because of COVID and for obvious reasons, but now things are opening up. Uh, everything from a webinar to newsletters to a combination thereof to um, unique integrations within our community and unique integrations, whether you're releasing an ebook or, or have some round tables or something to that effect. Got it. And um, you, you also are trying to, uh, you know, build your community, uh, you know, uh, for for Rev Genius, and you're also looking at your first physical event. Possibly, uh, can talk more about uh, the community and the and the event going forward. So you're talking about the the evolution of Rev Genius, and that's right. And yes, you know, and, and the summit that you talked about. Uh, yeah. So we're 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 going to be evolving to becoming bigger than just Slack, and and that'll probably live on our site. That will. And, and we're doing it to create more of a repository for information and, and create that de facto go-to place for all revenue professionals to go to answer whatever questions they have, no matter what level professional they are. And we're 
we're throwing a conference. We're doing that in October. We're also throwing a conference in October. The conference will be digital, um, easier logistics this year. Um, we don't have the resources and, and the time uh, to do it uh, in person, but we, you know, th that that's a big push, and we will be doing um, some events over the next year with um, with some sponsors that will be in person and we're going to be launching a lot of surprises and, and some good stuff along the way, but we're really excited. Um, we're going to be launching our product on product on uh, right now. The target is October 14th. Then we're going to have an all day conference. Um, and then we're going to be launching the product simultaneously to everybody. And um, we couldn't be more excited. We couldn't be more excited because this allows us to educate, empower, and inspire even more people. And, you know, one of the, one of the catch 22s about optimizing for engagement in Slack is that Slack becomes noisy, right? Slack is an okay. amazing messaging platform, but to team that with like something asynchronous is needed because as you get better and better at Slack and in engagement, um, you churn people that it's just too much noise, right? So like it works against itself. So anybody who's listening, that's trying to scale a community on Slack, don't worry, it doesn't work. Um, in case you were thinking that it might and you were, you were, you were stuck on it, it might work for some, but like it's, it's very hard. Think about throwing 200,000 people in a Slack. I would be scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I, I have started using Slack because of, uh, I've been into so many Slack groups and it can, can really overwhelm you. But, uh, but you know, the great thing about RevGenius is that you, you know, the community has been very engaged. Now, how do you motivate your community members to be active when they're not, you know, paying any monthly fee? And, uh, you know, what, how, how do you spark this engagement? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Some people... They say like when you pay for something, you have a better chance of showing up and being active. And and, and that's probably true uh, by and large. But I think whenever you're giving people something that, um, that meets their needs, that answers their questions, that listens to them, you're going to be active, period. Okay. So if you're paying for a community and or, or, or something, and there's something that's free that hits your needs better. Every single person that listens to this has had that happen once in their life. Maybe it's happening right now. You're telling me you're going to stay with what's paid and, and it's not a zero sum, right? But like, um, or, or when I say stay, I mean, you're going to go and use something that's paid more than something that helps you more, period. I just don't see that. <laughs> I think you go with what helps you, period, period. Um, you don't go with what's, what you pay more with. You don't, you go with value, period. You'll pay for value. If you get value without having to pay, oh my gosh, isn't that cool? Uh, but, you know, with that said, we clearly have a, a case where we can monetize that as well. Today, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that the founder of Beautiful Lives Increased the social media presence by 10x, they managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called Social Pilot. Social Pilot is a cost-effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts. Use lifestylemastery.com slash socialpilot to get a 14-day free trial.
But and you know, um, how many how do you motivate members to become ambassadors and you know take up those uh, Slack subgroups and you know uh, how how do you manage yeah. all that? When you when you when your whole ethos is around helping others and just putting people in jobs, and I say jobs first. You know, we're not a jobs platform per se, but I do think that getting somebody a job is probably like number one thing you could do for a professional. I really, really do. Um, like, the, like the number one thing, uh, because they either out of work and you're giving them a chance to provide for themselves and or their families, or you're helping their career progression, like literally giving them that next role. I think that's so important or helping them land a deal or helping them, you know, anywhere along the lines, helping them learn how to get into sales at the, at, you know, the beginner level when you're just helping and you're just giving and you create a culture of others doing the same, you create a culture of others doing the same. So sometimes they give back to Rev Genius and they become ambassadors, channel leaders, et cetera. Sometimes they give to one another and, and both are amazing. When you create a culture of giving to get, like where you have to like, like do that, then geez, it's going to cost you something every time. And it's going to create a whole different vibe and energy in my experiences. Right. So just keep giving and try it. And whoever listens to this lives, like it's, it, that's some secret sauce stuff right there. And it's universal stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, I've seen, I've been uh, part of a lot of, you know, Facebook group communities and a lot of other communities which, which start, you know, yeah. fading away because you need both uh, the owner as well as other people to be, be very engaged. You know, what are some of the, some of the common mistakes that communities make, which makes them fade away? They're not active the people running them aren't active. If the, the head of the community isn't active, the community often will fade. Now, unless you get to a certain point, right? Then you can remove the head and the community is just kind of like a movement, <laughs> like what Rev Genius is. If I took off whatever, people would be like, where's Jared? But like the sentiment wouldn't leave. Like what we've done is something like I'm grateful to be a part of. Um, so communities fade, like when, when, when people stop paying attention to their community and they start building, stop uh, building uh, programming for their community, when they stop helping their community, why do you want to be in a space that you're not being helped? That yeah. sucks. You're not going to go there. Period. Um, I like Facebook communities. They're good. But like, what, what's what's interesting is, if I could leave y'all with one message, community transcends platform. What's better, Slack or Discord? What's better, discourse or vanilla forums on, on site? Or building your own? Or Clubhouse? Or Facebook? Or LinkedIn? What's better? Community transcends platform. It's about the people, right? We talk about being Rev Genius members. We're talking on a podcast today. We might talk on the phone later. It's 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 all about the people, and it's about helping the people. 
So um, being misaligned with, with that MO is why communities can fade as well. Got it. And, uh, and you know, Jared, you, you have a, a, you know, a content strategy where you, you have blogs, podcasts, and you also have a, have a magazine or a job thread. Uh, you know, how, how do you look at content strategy uh, for, you know, uh, along with running a community, especially, you know, the magazine piece is, is it a, is it a digital magazine or a, or a physical magazine that you send it out to people? Uh, so it's just digital, the content strategy, you know, it's it's just another way to another mode to get useful things to our community members, right? That they can live on our website, and we're evolving our website to give folks more content and allow more people to create you you know member generated content, member generated events, and really really grow this out because. The revenue world needs it. LinkedIn isn't giving this. LinkedIn is a phenomenal platform. Other communities are giving a little bit of this, but like everybody needs a space. And um, and so the content strategy is to give people more things that could help empower them, help them learn, help inspire them um, in, in, in more locations that live from more places and allow more people to find us as well. And, and so is the digital magazine free of cost or, or, or is it paid? Uh, free. Or it's free. Imagine that. What, 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 what else does the audience want? We'll give it to you, right? Uh, is Facebook paid or free? Free. Free. Right. Is yeah. LinkedIn, uh, the basic LinkedIn, is that paid or free? Yeah, it's free. And, and how much content and how much learnings do you get there? Um, you could get quite a lot if it was organized well. Right. right. Um, and in fact, you should be able to get more than anywhere. What you don't get there is what RevGenius 2.0 is going to be. Okay. Um, because on these platforms, and then you could tell me any community under the sun, right? Um, not any under the sun. There's there's a few dev communities that really hit it right. But in general, the social platforms um, have a much wider group of people um, and are giving quite a bit of value as well. But um, yeah, to, to, to scale a community to that level requires a lot. Uh, but, but wouldn't that be cool? Like GitHub, for instance, did with, um, you know, in, with Gits and with the developer community. It is possible with Stack Overflow did, et cetera. You could do that. But, and, you know, I'm Who, who's ready to do that in sales? <laughs> Nobody's done yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It needs no, it. Yeah, that would be interesting, you know, so you could, uh, you know, build, build a community, which is away from Slack and, you know, build a cohesive, uh, in, you know, community just like Facebook and LinkedIn has done it. Uh, and, you know, it's like, like, the LinkedIn. like GitHub, yeah. like, like GitHub. Yeah. Everybody right. sh open source, all sales and marketing people sharing secrets. Why do they have to be secrets? They're not, it's not a secret, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a, a subject heading on an email, an SDR writes, isn't a secret. <laughs> they send it, somebody else knows right away, the person who got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I want to talk about, you know, um, sales uh, practices, you know, what, what are what are some of the best uh, practices for setting up, you know, sales enablement and, you know, uh, 
what really matters when you're pitching to 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 an executive. You say you say pitching sales enablement because I'm not pitching sales enablement, but like, are you saying pitching? A sales enablement software as a service? Are you saying pitching sales training or, or our product as software? Help me understand. Yeah, especially in the, in the, in the SaaS uh, model, you know, what uh, what do you think would be the best practices for setting up, you know, sales enablement? Sure. So the best practices for selling anything are understanding a bit about the company before starting and asking the right questions to uncover challenges that they have that are causing that are holding them back from achieving their goals that your product solves that's it <laughs> simple and uh, you, you know when it comes to to frameworks you know uh, are do you think okrs are the most effective framework or do you think you know companies should look at it a different framework uh, to to measure you know the uh, the metrics well, OKR is just like a framework to run your company, right? Like, and, yeah. and and the frameworks, like the metrics that a community uses, why can't they, like, you're measuring different things, but OKR is how the humans work, right? Like towards the other things that are measured, right? Like, so if you're measuring A, B, and C as your primary metrics, OKRs say, okay, person A baselines metric A, right? this quarter person b comes up with three experience experiments to do this they're 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 different right so like is okr is the best you know it's funny um in in the book okrs measure what matters and maybe some other places didn't they say like like it's almost semantics like it might be a different acronym but it's very similar to the same result so so you need something Maybe it's acronym driven <laughs> objectives and key results. You, you need a high level, something you want to go for. You can only focus on a certain number of things every quarter or every month or every year. And then you need to have some quantifiable objective ways to know if you succeeded or not at hitting them. You need that. Right. And, and then, uh, and then to your point, how do you measure community? You need, both frameworks, right? Like, how do you measure SAS? Do you measure with OKRs? No, you you might measure through MMRR, you know, uh, ARR. Uh, that has nothing to do with the other. So um, OKRs are fine. OKRs are great. We use OKRs. Um, you know, some people are like shocked, like so early stage using anything. Uh, are, we, are we using them? Well, better believe it. Shout out to uh, Asia <laughs> Corbett, our head of RevOps, who's, uh, who's helping us gear down with them. But yeah. Got it. And, uh, you know, uh, Jared, I've been, I've been part of, uh, sales teams, uh, and, uh, in, in early stage startups and, uh, uh, and, you know, last year had been, uh, really taxing for, for all founders and sales and marketing executives. How do you, how do you bring that balance when you, you know, since you also worked in a lot of, uh, tech startups and you're building your own bootstrap company. How yeah. do you how do you manage uh, anxiety and you know how do you how do you create a balance so that you're able to build a you know a long term uh, uh, you know like a hundred year journey for a dev genius? Yeah, so th this is this is so interesting, right? Like, so as as a bootstrap founder, at any given time, you could have three months of run 
to go. You can have you can have three weeks, um, and and some of y'all listening might know what I'm talking about. And uh, it, 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 there's just so many triggers to get anxious, right? Like, and, and there's self doubt, like, oh, we're not moving fast enough, or is this person we just hired working out, or whatever, and 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 you might be triggered by little things. And, um, you know, the key is so many times along my career, things were happening um, that were triggering me, but like I really focused in the past seven, eight years, meditated like twice a day, no drinking alcohol or any toxins like that. And, um, and being able to like integrate some fears that happened like in our early childhood the things that cause anxiety don't cripple me any longer and, 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 and don't affect me as much. I uh, still get anxiety, you know, from 3am to 6.30am this morning. I don't know if I even slept. I tried to, for instance, um, and that's going to happen, but and, and you're going to be fine with it though. <laughs> like, like I could go another 12 hours today. Um, you know, a lot of the times, some of the things that limited me were myself because of that anxiety, because of that uncertainty that, that didn't really exist. It existed in my head and in my body and, and figuring a way to integrate that meditation is something massive that I found. And I believe that it works for a lot of us, but we're all on our own journey, right? Like that, that's an idea. A lot of people will subscribe to it. It might not be perfect for you today. It might be good for you tomorrow. But um, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's critical and that's everything. And, and we all have that. And, and why limit ourselves? And, and the things we think about the employee that's not working out that might be us projecting something, and like being able to slow everything down and see that helps create a better environment at work because like you will have a self fulfilling prophecy, right? Like if you keep doing that, that person will not work out. You know why? Because you're putting so much pressure on them that they that they explode and they leave. Don't do that. It's going to take you a month, two months, three months to find their replacement, uh, and and you're going to hurt an individual in the process. Like that's awful. There's no win-win for that, um, and your company is going to be slower growing. You integrate everything or as much as you can and keep going towards that. It's going to help quite a bit. Mailman is a email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing interruptions and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM, uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. And, and uh, you know, uh, You've been growing uh, and adding new products, uh, and you've been working remotely. Um, how how do you manage your team? Uh, what are what are some of the tools and frameworks you use to to work remotely? So OKRs. Oh yeah, I mean, Asana is a new one that 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 we love. We're in Slack obviously all day. We're in email all day. Um, Asana is the primary task management tool that we utilize. Right. Um, we're using Airtable quite a bit. But like to get stuff done, it's a sauna. It's that straightforward. 
and we have HubSpot and all that, but like we're, mo- we're moving too fast. Like the only thing that we're like active in, like really tracking everything is Asana. I shouldn't be saying that. My ops head would probably kill me, but like we're early. <laughs> no, I think, I think Asana and Trello are some great uh, tools which I've used before. And you know, if you want to do the top three, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book, Trillion Dollar Coach was pretty good. I really, really liked that. Um, and, and I guess it, it, if you ask me at different stages of my career, it might be a different answer, but, but that's awesome. And then uh, Chris Voss, uh, the negotiating book, never split the difference. That, that, that book I've read twice. So those, those two, I know you asked me for one, but Trillion Dollar Coach, the Bill Campbell story, awesome yeah. book, really heartwarming, yeah. really, really great. I love it. We'll put that in, in the show notes. And, you know, you know, Jared, if you could go back in time when you started, uh, you know, Rev Seniors, what is one thing you would have focused on on Diamond Um, This is going to sound cliche, but I'm really happy with everything I've learned. Like, nothing has been perfect. There's been bumps in the road. Um, I could have done better in some things, but, like, I also think all of that didn't cripple us. And like, if you look at whatever happened, could we have done better? Could I have scaled faster in all of this? Maybe, but like we had two people, one person working full time. What do you expect out of me? Like, I'm not going to lie and bring some other people on and promise them everything when we didn't have anything to give. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely content with, how everything is played out, the bumps, the bruises, and all of that. As I said, I've had five, six years of early stage before that helped prepare me for this. And uh, I just finished like 10 weeks of meditating twice a day, no drinking, no drugs. Right now, I'm eating very little sugar even. Like, who am I? But like just trying to trying to do as good as I can with myself so that I could uh, take more bumps and bruises. But But like literally, it's all learning experiences. We built a business on giving a community of people that adore one another, adore the brand and the mission that we're starting. And I, you know, have gotten on amazing calls with people like earlier today that, that, that the head of like GTM for a top 100 cloud company uh, that was just like released on Forbes's list and, and we're giving, he, he's accepting my advice. I am so humble, man. Like, like if I did something different, maybe I would have failed. I still might fail, but let's have some fun and uh, and be grateful in the process. Yeah, no, I, I think um, you you've done a great job, and uh, I could clearly see that you know the impact that Genius is is made on uh, uh, in the community. And uh, you know, lastly, uh, what's your favorite online tools? Example, uh, Gmail, Slack, so. Favorite online tools. Um, I mean, hello sign is, is the ultimate favorite, right? Because you're probably mailing an agreement. If you use it as often, it depends on how well you did, but uh, getting that back sign, but um, Gmail Miro is super cool to like visualize the boards. Um, Notions. Awesome. Airtable, Asana favorite. Asana is really easy to use. It's it's a tool we use a lot. It's really great. Got it. Uh, we'll put, put that in the show notes. Uh, and Tara, what are the best way people can reach out to you and know more about Rev Genius? 
Yeah, so RevGenius.com, R-E-V-G-E-N-I-U-S. Mid-October, October 14th, the site's going to get a makeover. So definitely come back. If you hit sign up or join now anywhere on that, we have a free community to link you right to Slack. You can email me, jared at RevGenius.com. I'm here. I'm available. Uh, I would give my phone number, but that's probably not appropriate. And then uh, on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash J-A-R-E-D-R-O-B-I-N. I think I, I think I just spout out a business card right there. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, we'll put that in, in the show notes later. Thank you so much for taking our time and speaking to us. I really enjoyed my conversation with you. This has been incredible. I'm, I'm so honored and grateful. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.